0: Dan and Martin on a Monday, October 2nd, following Palooza. Down at the ballpark. I know that you probably took in some of that. Most of the city did. And it was a big, big weekend down at the ballpark, but we're probably going to talk just slightly about that because really we
1: don't talk about much of the news that happens. (laughs) People will say, what did you guys talk about? We have a loyal listener. We'll start with a shout-out. First of all, a critique of Dan. Every time I text on Sunday, 8 a.m., Monday, we confirm, we lock it in, we meet, and he always just says, sure. Which to me is like a, it's not quite the middle finger, but it's like if I have to, I'll I'll be there. That's what it feels like. I, I have to be it's honest. That. In group discussion, I'd like to share right now. I'd like to share with the go whole, ahead the whole group that it kind of hurts my feelings that Dan just says sure. Like you're like you're obligated to be here. Well, don't take it
0: the wrong way. People I, love this show. I have uh, four kids, as you know, all have sure. phones, and uh, <laughs> I get inundated with different things, especially when the wife is out of town especially when the wife is out of town. She was out of town a little bit this weekend for one of the kids' soccer games, and so then I get hit with, can I go over to Susie's house? Sure. Can I <laughs> spend the night? Sure. sure. Can I go get some food? Sure. sure. That's how that probably is, is evolved, and so Martin says, you want to meet at 8, do the show? Sure. sure. So it, it, don't take it the wrong way. It's not, now. I've,
1: I've explained it well. Okay, I think. It, you've explained it well, and it does happen via text. You don't need to be, like, I don't need to be a baby about it. My fav- kind of are. I'll be my honest. favorite story is, and it's terrible. My brother had died, and I had communicated with the guys at TV what the schedule was going to be. I where, didn't know your brother had passed. This is in 2017. I had no idea, and so now I'm on a group text with. God the, bless the, him. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear you. that, but I'm I'm on a group text with TV, which Charlie is part of. Charlie Marlowe and so he's a part of that and he's like I'm so sorry and whatever you need I'll do it I'll step in whatever now I'm on a radio group text which Charlie and I were doing radio together. so then I text the producer and everything. I said I'm going to be back and he wrote gotcha and so oh. then I, I said to him later I was just giving him a hard I was just busting his balls I said did you really say and he goes dude I had been on the other I had already expressed sympathy like he had No, he had, he still though, I just, I said, see my reaction. I said,
0: said, gotcha. Gotta be a little bit of sympathy with this. I said,
1: gotcha seemed a little harsh. (laughs) Yes. And he goes, well, no, no, I had already said, you know, soften
0: it a little bit. Yeah.
1: And so to this day, like if Charlie says, hey, man, you know, I, I need your help, and I'll just say, gotcha. So I always say, gotcha. Understood. So I have not we, gotten a gotcha from you, though, I don't think. No, I would not
0: do that because I'm a better person than you. I, God, I didn't so want like, you to sure. take it the wrong way. With sh- sure. You're also... Didn't Mike
1: Bush always say that? Sure.
0: No. I feel like, he, his was different. Thanks. Um, That's th- one of the, them. Yeah. Ready, um, thanks. Sure. Sure. I think so that was one of his. You also are... Imp- I, I, well, first of all, it's just sure. It's not sure. It's not. I think you're kind of embellishing this with like a deep voice. Sure. Also, maybe just sure. So I. I don't think. Oh, okay. now the
1: inflection changed. That's what I'm trying. I, inflection oh, is now what I'm Dan, saying. Now, Dan sounds happy to be here. Sure. sure. Sounds oh, great. Like you're like Ned Flanders. Sure. See, that's hey, what I'm trying to they say. Neighbor, glad to do it. Coming and, up, we'll talk to Dan and Martin. That's there, what I'm trying to say. Oh, or now, I, now, I erase all of it. I feel terrible, No man. problem, buddy. A lot of great feedback. Our producer, Dave Jobe, is a big fan. Love Dave. Fox 2, sports producer for a long time, listens every Monday when he's driving home. Listens, he does a great job. And he is he's a hard worker, and he's been a great producer for a long time. He gave us some help last week. He said, I enjoyed the Joel Bush bomb. He said, but I think you guys needed to be a little more nasal. And I said, that's it. Because we were talking like the great. He's a football player. And so at work, I go, the thing about the condos. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I pinch my nose, which is how I used to do my Charlie Tuna. Maybe his glasses man, came. Man, to- man, they caught him, man. No one wants to see these guys no more, man. Give me Stan Crank, on line one. I love Charlie. I know, but you got really gr- to really you squeeze your nose. <laughs> and so yeah. when I did it for Bush Bomb, I'm like, I think that's it. The thing about the Rams, Tony Banks can't play quarterback. He's a terrible quarterback. Like, and I was like, Dave, and we're sitting at Fox 2 instead of working. I'm over there doing pinching Bush my bombs. nose doing Joel Bush bomb. Mm-hmm. Cousin John, you've known him for years going back to the Brentwood Y. He's yeah. listening this weekend, driving from Kansas City. He said, really enjoying the Joel Bush bomb stories. So I would like to say that we did go back and we've workshopped it a little unfortunately, bit. Unfortunately, I see. I think this is You good. added the impediment for the man. I don't think he had an impediment. It's
0: not an impediment. It's unfortunately sure. he's not as swift
1: Upstairs, Yes. As yes, he, he is, is. downstairs. Uh, oh, okay. So, Dan, all of this <laughs> goes back to your original question about the Waino Palooza. And there was a lot going on. You think you can call it that, Waino Palooza? I think you can. Cardinals, they're probably wishing now they would have made shirts and sold those. I missed all of it. So, my weekend, we went down. My wife is from Southern Illinois, the Carbondale Marion. She's from West Frankfurt, but her parents now live near Marion. All the cousins had a big get together, so we went down there Saturday, so she could see all of her family and cousins. Everything's great. We go back to her mom and dad's house. This is about eight o'clock Saturday night. My son Carson, who's twelve, is complaining about a stomach ache and a really bad stomach ache. He never complains. He's like, whatever. He doesn't care. He's good with whatever. If I text him, he says, Should "Sure." That got your intention. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, I feel well, fine. But I, but I'm also the dad who's like, "Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine." A couple years ago, he's at one of those trampoline parks calls me crying he says dad I think I broke my arm and so I'm looking and he's pointing up by like the shoulder and I said clavicle but I said it's not I said that doesn't break I said it would be that's muscle and I'm telling him all this he's wincing and crying now I take him to the ER he broke a bone up really high where and the doctor said you almost never see this and you can't even do anything it'll heal on its own just put it in a sling so he's the kid who rarely complains I should learn. My wife said, I think he's, I think something's wrong.
0: So if something, if he's complaining, then that, it I, and should I shouldn't say complaining, I should no, say, he's,
1: if he's pointing out something, yeah. then it's legitimate. So of course, I'm like, well, have you gone to the bathroom today? Why don't you go in there and see if that'll help, you know? Yeah. And like a half hour later, my mother-in-law said, I don't, I've never seen him this happen. He was like holding his stomach. So I said, we got to go to the ER. And I like, do they have those around here? We went to Heron, Illinois. We went to the ER. Who was from Heron? A great guy golfer there's somebody famous i'm forgetting a cardinal maybe from here somebody down there oh was it no well there was a coach it was rich heron yeah <laughs> i'm thinking of carbondale long time carbondale yep Basketball long story coach. we're at the er in heron and they do the cat skin they said he's got appendicitis Oof. it hasn't burst but that's causing the pain and they said we recommend you go to st louis for a pediatric surgeon you can go to children's i said that's perfect and i said can we take him they said no he's got to go by ambulance i'm thinking Holy smokes, that's a long Uber ride. So <laughs> I rode with them in the ambulance, two-hour ride. This is at about midnight on Saturday. We got the children at 2.30. They did surgery at about nine a.m. They were great. The whole team was there. So from two thirty to nine, he's in pain. Yeah, well, they took him down. Well, they give him some stuff for the pain, and then they take him down at five thirty for a sonogram, ultrasound. So not a sonogram, ultrasound, just to make sure. Was they he tough to,
0: about it? Was he okay? He was okay. Yeah, I
1: think when they told him in Heron in the ER that he was going to need surgery, he started tearing up because he's never had surgery. Oh, yeah. Of course, I said, suck it up. Of course, you <laughs> did. And I texted him, gotcha. No, he, he's a great kid. Sure. And so we spent all day Sunday, we watched all the Wano stuff from his uh, hospital bed. Okay. So I didn't make it down there and I had lined up some. So I even texted Moselle and said, it's supposed to be there. My kids got appendicitis and there were a number of different and what things. what did Moshe? say? He said, oh man, terrible. I remember having that happen. Yeah. And he said, you know, he always says, be well. And like, yeah. So I missed it, but I consumed a lot of it and. I thought the ceremony was great. It is a lot of fun when you see faces, and I'm like, oh, Chris Carpenter looks like he could still freaking pitch. Yep. And then you say random things like, is that Shane Robinson? And I was like trying to – because they first you see the group of players before they introduce them. So I was trying to guess who this is and who that is. I thought I saw Jaime Garcia. He was there, yep. He looked like he could still pitch. I said with
0: Carpenter, I would be willing to let him still pitch. Jaime Garcia came up to me a couple years ago, and we spoke longer in that visit than we did his entire career. And I did try, man, to get to him, sit him down for formal interviews, non-formal interviews, just to get background on his because I love to get background on where guys are from and who they grew up idolizing and how they got there. I, I just find that interesting, and I think fans do too. They want to learn about the players. He was so guarded. yeah. Man, was That's he guarded. That's a good word for it. He was hard
1: to get to know.
0: But then in that visit with him, smiling, relaxed, Dan, how you doing? I mean, like long-lost buddies getting back together.
1: Maybe he had matured, and also I think you've seen this with people who leave, and then later are like, man, I didn't realize how good I had it, or I could have had more fun with it when I was well, there I think but that- he also got crushed when he got the contract yeah which is not his fault he got paid ahead of time they were starting to do that And I think it was even Al on the broadcast, maybe sitting next to you, was like, I don't know why they give these kids so much money, and I I kind of agreed, but if you're the player, you take it 100%.
0: Well, I think guys, to their credit, are so locked in. They're the best in the world at what they do. They're the .0001% of the world, literally. And so I think to compete at that level, you have to be so locked in to where... Other thing, Everything else is kind of an afterthought. Visiting with Martin, visiting with Dan. I'm just going to give him cliches. I understand it's part of my job, and then that's it. I'm going to work out. I'm working on my shoulder, working on my elbow. I've got my bullpen. I'm going to watch the game and try to pick up something that the opposing team is doing or maybe an opposing player that I'm picking up an, a tendency with them, whatever. They're locked in, man, and I don't blame them for that. I wish it was more open. From this side of it, to find out more, and some guys are, but not everybody is. So I don't, I never hold that against him.
1: No, and I think he probably, looking back now, he'd be like, hey Dan, I wish I'd spent more time. Probably looking back, sure. he's like, man, I was in a great spot, a great city, and I was a little too guarded. But I think what made Wainwright stand out uh, uh, throughout his career, he was a great cardinal. The numbers backed it up, but I think he was celebrated almost as if he was Bob Gibson because he was so likable yes. and so approachable, and you just you don't see that. And he was decent to the little kid in the stands, to the old man Usher that he might run into one day. I think it's a career not just marked by some signature moments, but like a lot of decency that we don't always get out of of human beings, let alone professional athletes. He'll
0: go down as one of the great Cardinals ever.
1: For sure. And a lot of that has to do... I mean, Albert had bigger moments. Yachty is a Cooperstown Hall of Famer. I don't think Wainwright's a Cooperstown Hall of Famer. Can be close. But he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer in part. It's because of the numbers and the success, but I think the way he carried himself, conducted himself, and just embraced the city. Like, if if he just goes and plays, he could be the Paul Goldschmidt of pitching, which is nothing wrong with that. Great player, great person. You just don't really get to know him. Wainwright's been an open book, and I think in it, that leaves you open to criticism. Like, we get it, dude. You know, you're, you and your ADRA need to go away, and he's going to see it because he's engaged. Yes. And there's the downside of that is that he knows what everyone's kind of saying about him, but you're never going to see an athlete like that again, especially with modern social media that is that open. If you were a professional athlete, would you be on social media? I would, It's hard I would, not to look. Yeah, I would say no, but I'd be lying. Who told me? Oh, Doug Armstrong, the Blues president, told me he's on Twitter. And he, sees, he says, oh, well, I don't post. I'm like, you think? He, well, Mo was on Twitter, too, <laughs> Yeah, for a while. he used to always say that. that I, and it, They should, I think. Just to get a pulse? Absolutely. But the, Not the, to read that they use soccer. The yep. majority
0: of it is pretty negative. I mean, at what point do you go, man, that was amazing the guy went three for four. No, you always see he's over for four and he's terrible. Right. This so administration's
1: that, the worst. Is it truly the pulse well, of the fan? Well, I guess, okay, that's a better point. I think it's good to know what people are saying and thinking but is Twitter representative? And I've always said this. like If you go to a Cardinals game and you've experienced this, the people in that building are largely supportive 100%. and excited. And they want the team to win. And even though it's been a shit year, they'll be like, hey, I'm coming back next year. I love this group and I'm excited about the future. And people at home are going, what are you celebrating Wainwright for? Your team's lousy. You're awful. That's what I'm but saying. But it's, it's not it representative
0: of, of the, the people paint.
1: that go and buy tickets. That's right. Now, some are like disappointed, frustrated. There there are some numbers I was looking at since the 2014 NLCS, which is about a decade ago. I think they're five and 14 in October. There just hasn't been a whole lot of October success. One and nine in their last 10, all these numbers that jump out at you. So there's a lot of reasons to be concerned. But I think you can still find a lot of fans. You're like, I just love this team. And they brought out Albert and Yachty, and they did it well. They staggered it. So you have all the guys on the field, including John Grisham. That kind of got glossed over. I met John Grisham when I was doing a game at Virginia.
0: He, he sought me out. Yeah. So and I was he's, doing he's a basketball. A, he's a fan. He's a huge fan. And he's he sought me out, wanted to sit down and talk. And I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of reading. And so I was a fan of reading his books. Now... There are times that I get lost in reading because I'm just all over the place and I have to go reread pages you all the time. start like
1: several books at a yes. time. Yes,
0: and, and so I've read a lot of his books. I love it, and he sought me out to visit with me sitting at a courtside game at Virginia. I'm, I'm like, you want me to sit down next year? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he was great. Couldn't have been any nicer.
1: And we know he's a big Cardinal fan. Exactly. But I don't know why he was there. Like, they never said he and Wainwright have gotten close. Never they, heard that. They just introduced everybody. Like, and the author, John Grisham is here. Everybody claps. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> like nobody, nobody really further explained it. But a great turnout. And then you have all the people sitting on the field. And then they say, and joining us now. And they have Albert and Yachty run out of the dugout together. And I didn't think about it. Yachty had not been back since last year. No, His farewell. Albert's been around. Who knew that he was going to be the chatty Cathy of the group? It's made
0: me think, what is Albert going to do? He's got the 10-year service deal, 10-year service commitment with the uh, the Angels. But, you know, you can go into the Hall of Fame without a logo on your cap. I, I just don't like no, that. No, I think
1: he's a cardinal. I think
0: he's already. I, but you're getting paid a million dollars a year by this other care. franchise. Right. I, can the Cardinals buy him out of that and bring him and make sure that he's a Cardinal for life, so to speak? I mean, to me, it's obvious he should go in as a Cardinal. His best days, his best numbers, world championships, all that stuff would lead you to say, that's a Cardinal going into the Hall of Fame. Don't care what he did at other places. He was there, And he had some good years in, in Anaheim. That's overlooked. At the beginning of his tenure there, he had some good years. But he goes in as a Cardinal. And it's obvious. Tony should have gone in, in my opinion, as a Cardinal. For sure. I understand, though, his allegiance to others in the game, but I wish the Hall of Fame would make it and say, look, if you don't want to select the hat that you want to wear, we're going to do it for you.
1: I think Albert will pick the Cardinals. I think that whole contract thing we're, we're overthinking it i think the angels aren't that worried about it i think as long as he shows up and artie moreno has a booth and or a golf tournament and albert says you got to be at this you better show up at these five he things go, a year he's supposed to go i believe
0: to spring training at times and then yep. pop in and be an advisor you know for hitter i don't know if that's a fact but i think spring training is right
1: well tony was always working for another team that he'd fly in for the red jacket on opening yeah. day i joked when he took the white Sox job yeah not gonna be able to make the opener in chicago like what <laughs> yeah i got bush stadium opening day like but you're the manager like i i only was half kidding that he might do that he was there he looked better and he did an interview with the cat during the game jim hayes and and they're giving each other crap the whole time but they talked about wainwright and then at the end jim's like yeah tony always good to see you and yeah thank you feeling a little better looking a little better than last time because he knew a yeah. month ago people noticed why wow, he looked really beat up well he'd been through chemo i mean what are you going to do exactly But he even noted that he looked better how about the fact that Bill with the third so it's hard to give these guys gifts and Al talked about this on the post game. Like, what do you give these guys? They got so much money. Like, you can't you can give them a fancy car. They've all got thirty fancy cars. Yeah, exactly. When when Lou Brock David returned,
0: Eckstein gave away his 2006 MVP. His brother, maybe? Or yeah. Camaro? The, or yeah. There was a Corvette.
1: Him or a Corvette?
0: And I asked him uh, within a year ago. I think he said, "Yeah, it's got like 500 miles on it. Like
1: nobody drives no. it." just sits there what about we could really get off on a tangent here remember Chevy guy when the Royals won or something he was like Chris Farley but he oh yeah he was like (laughs) that was hey man oh yeah okay he was all excited (laughs) Chevy guy Well, when when, uh (laughs)
0: Waco won the MVP of the 2013 NLCS the guy just goes I uh you know I'm here from blah blah and I've never seen
1: anything like you. (laughs) It was total fanboy. What you need is an NLCS when a guy like Taylor Motter is the MVP, like out of nowhere. Yes. And, like, you get a car, he's like, oh, thank God, dude, I need a new car. (laughs) Somebody really needs it. But what do you do? Lou Brock, they gave him a giant boat. I was there the day. And I was thinking, you know, he didn't, back then they didn't make a massive amount, and he probably took the boat and thought, oh, great, now I own a boat. Yeah. Well, these guys have so much money, what do you give them? And I thought they did a good job. Because Yachty was there, they both got these Tiffany silver bowls with the engravings about their three twenty-eight or three fifty, whatever the number was for them as a starting battery. So they each got one of those, and then Bill Dewitt the third, the team president Billy, is a painter. I didn't know he painted. I didn't either. And he said I took it upon myself I to draw a painting of you. And it looked pretty good. It, yeah. was a, it was a Wainwright painting that Billy that's pretty made. cool. So that's a unique gift. Then they gave him a guitar because he's into music, and it was a Cardinal guitar with, like, red, white, and blue. So it's very unique signature gifts. And then they made a donation to his charity.
0: For a 100 grand,
1: $100,000. And I thought, you know what, that's how you do it. And granted, he's the Cardinals player, but some of these opposing teams – I like they what I'm getting five grand, which is nice. They don't have to do anything, but for a big league club, five grand is like a dollar to most people. Like, yeah, it felt a little. P- so when they said a hundred grand, we're going to build a well in Honduras in your name. That was really cool. And he seemed genuinely touched. I just thought they did a really good job with the presentation, but also the, the gifts. Cause it's hard to be, unique. and then they gave him a puppy, which was sort of the inside joke every year. If he, he won't retire. And when he does, they get a puppy. He, uh, I was talking to him at one point. He said the most
0: meaningful award that he ever had, and I think he was a three-time All-Star, one or two silver sluggers, three gold gloves, closed out a World Series, all the wins up to 200. He said the most meaningful award that he got was Clemente, which is you know the giving back and all that kind of stuff. You're the guy of of all these different teams. Everybody's got a nominee, and he won that. Uh, And I've seen – I've got video, and I've got pictures of him – digging the wells i mean he's there literally hands boots on the ground hands getting dirty um so I, I i would assume that the hundred grand for that was was very very meaningful for him
1: and that was with the, the introduction with scott linebrick who is it the old padres pitcher or something yeah. so a like, lot of these guys are tied into the way impact exactly for sure and so you had that and then you have mosella getting introduced i was watching on tv again at the hospital mike wasn't there but I did hear a few boos. I thought I did, and then Mo gets up there and said, "Oh, thought you were introducing Barr. which was <laughs> a great good. line. Yeah, and I was like, "That's actually pretty funny." It is, and, and he obviously knew they were booing him, which is kind of uncomfortable. But it shows you that even amongst those diehards we're talking about, that they're getting a little restless. They're concerned about where the franchise is headed, and I think that's their job now. Is okay. We've celebrated Albert and Yachty. Now we've celebrated Wainwright. We've had a lot of these great send-offs. Now we got to get going. Cardinals do it right, don't they, though? These they send-offs. do, but I, but my concern is, okay, we've had a, the past is the past, right? Let's get going now on the current and the future. we well, got to
0: get serious here. About I'll it. say this. I love the hot stove league. Like I, I find it fascinating for any team. This will be the best hot stove league. Potentially, the Cardinals have had good, bad, and different with the players that they bring in. But this potentially has to be... One of the best that they've had, in, I'm not talking about talent coming in, I'm talking about interest level, that has been probably the last 20
1: years. I think that's fair oh, to say. Oh, for sure. And and Mozilla at the trade deadline did say we need three starting pitchers. I've heard him since then back off it a little bit. That's a big number when you're talking about a starting rotation of five, and that's counting on Michaelis and Mats. I think even in the pregame with Jim Hayes yesterday, he said, well... Since then, Zach Thompson's done some things. I'm like, hey, here we go. Careful. Yeah. He even mentioned Drew Rom. It might have been on CamWax with Ackerman, and I'm like, he didn't say like we're counting on, but he mentioned like a handful of guys. Well, you got. You have- can bring Hudson, Thompson, Rahm, all these guys to camp, but you better have seven, eight starters. Correct. Those guys are all competing, in my opinion, for a sixth spot. Exactly. And they're going to have to go all over. Maybe go international for one, free agent for one, trade for one, it, it, to get to three starters. You know, you're not getting you're Nolan. You're not getting Nolan Snell. Let me just tell you. Yeah, <laughs> this is back at one though. I think you almost have to get one. I agree. And the heat that's going to because last year when they got Contreras, everybody said, "Oh, that's cool. That's great." What else? And then nothing else happened. So this year, I think people are not going to stop at the one and say, "Oh, good, you're set." I'm
0: unhappy this morning. Sure. I um, I have a vested interest in certain games in the National Football League. Oh, okay. Uh, you take that as as you will, and no, Pat- no wonder he wouldn't text me back with any passion. <laughs> I, somebody Pat- just kicked a late field goal that may have affected the kid's tuition. I Patrick see. Mahomes decides to slide instead of going in for a touchdown, and I could feel the collective groan across America. Yes, I was pissed. How did the, I didn't get to see much of it, but the Jets gave him a game, huh? They did, and it looked like the Chiefs are going to roll. You had uh, th- this is some of the things I, I just can't believe. Like the Chargers had fourth and maybe a half a yard inside their 25 or 20, and if they get the first down, they win the game. If they don't, Oakland or uh, Las Vegas can wind up tying the game and go to OT or maybe win it. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? Yeah. Going for it. He just did it the week before, I believe, and got in trouble for that, and they didn't get it. You had the Bears up big. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they, they wind up losing that game by three. How do you lose that game? I, I just It is the beauty of the NFL to where it it, it just feels like a crapshoot. But it's amazing that some of these guys can't close out games. I, I just don't understand I it.
1: guarantee the Bears as a team, as a franchise, were trying to win that game which just shows how inept they are. The Broncos that have just given up 70. You've got them on the ropes. You're winning 28-7 in the, in the second half. You're at home, and you lose to a crappy Denver team. Terrible. But then their fans. I think I it's think, now 14 straight. I think lost. their fans are saying, oh, well, maybe we can get the top pick. Yeah. They've already moved on. Now, this Caleb Williams, reigning Heisman guy, you know, the – USC is already saying he's not sure he wants to come out. He's probably thinking, I don't want to play for the Bears. Justin, so Fields, before you tank for the top pick, be careful. He was, I think, fourteen to fourteen. Yeah,
0: you know. So I, I don't know if you want to do that. He's kind of called out the coaching staff. Yes. the week before. So if you're the Bears, are you thinking, well, we do have a talent here. He's shown flashes of it. Not that we're going to talk NFL and the Bears here, but the the general idea is, I think their front seven is the key. And and think about like. I, I just think like the Packers have done it right. You have to groom a guy for a year or two. You just can't throw him into the fire. It just doesn't work. But they're
1: all doing it and and they almost have to. Now the kid in uh Houston, Stroud, is really good. The the other Ohio State quarterback. But I do think in the NFL there's just a lot of bad teams. Yeah. There really are. Now that may make for competitive games. If there's enough bad ones that play each other, Bears are bad, Broncos are bad. Ends up being an entertaining game. Maybe that's the model. You have good teams playing good teams. Miami and Buffalo, okay, good versus good. That's a good game. That was then, an entertaining game. Yeah, entertaining, and then you have Bears and Broncos entertaining. Why? Because they're both bad. It's just, just a lot of bad teams. I miss it, Martin.
0: I, I miss know it. I you do. I miss it. I've, I've gotten back into the NFL. Every time they
1: try to push me out, they pull I think me back you're, in. you're into it more than I am. I'm I'm a passive observer uh of the nfl i am fascinated by fantasy makes me come back to it too are your kids playing fantasy that's why i'm in a league with them okay and i'm getting my ass kicked they're like hey dad can i trade you no they tried to make a trade with me yesterday because i think was, they, I'm they could suck kill. you i
0: bet oh totally they think they're gonna just totally you know pull one uh under the rug with me
1: i'm fascinated Isn't by that the right it? thing to say uh pull, pull, the, pull the rug pull, pull the wool over rug out from under you pull the wool, wool, wool over, over my your eyes yeah yeah they pulled a rug over his head. Like, what is that, Mike? <laughs> it was fun to hear some Shannon calls this weekend because there was some Wainwright stuff on the radio and just hearing Mike. made me miss Shannon a little bit, a lot, this season, but just hearing some of the calls over the weekend. But my NFL thought is all these hotshot executives, they get paid a lot of money, they break down the tape, they've got all these scouts, they have all these meetings, and they kind of look at you and me and the media like, well, Here's why we like this kid. He's yeah. measurable. We met his mother for lunch. And all that. They're so freaking smart. right? They're wrong about everybody. Trey Lance, why is he a top pick? Zach Wilson, why is he a top pick? Justin Field. And then all of a sudden, Brock Purdy, the Niners quarterback, who's the next Joe Montana, taken last in the seventh round. The very last pick. Why do these Mr. Exec- Irrelevant? Right. Yes, I would fire all my scouts and personnel and just say, you know, give me all the quarterback names, throw them into the hopper.
0: Yeah. Who cares? I uh, ran into one of your colleagues over the weekend. I was emceeing the Champ Assistance Dogs
1: fundraiser, and they Champ Assistance. That sounded like a Mike Kelly University of Missouri system columbia well i didn't mean Champs, it like that dogs they, dot net
0: they do a great thing with special needs kids and wounded soldiers uh, now it, i feel like an hat. okay you I'm should okay. and angela huddy was there your uh, meteorologist she, she does she, the morning show weather yeah i just wanted to throw that out there and She's give a very two upbeat a shout.
1: person always in good spirits yes and i think loves animals as well okay she was there Okay. And I just
0: wanted to throw that out at you. I'm playing a golf tournament today for the U.S. or for the chess club here in St. Louis. Oh wow! So the uh, chess club is raising money, and we are the capital of chess. Maybe I think in it's the going world. on
1: right now. The World Chess Championships are taking. They go over like. Wonder if a there's month. any golfers there that uh, chess guys that can play some well, if golf. You're a chess guy, and you make a great shot. Do you say <laughs> checkmate? I would think will you, so. Will you be making some of those jokes today? No, I will not. Next Monday is your tournament. I plan on being there for oh, some good. coverage. That's the new You want to play in it? I think I have to do a radio show that after. I'm off TV, but I'm going to... Anyway, we'll get some, sold out, but I would find a way to get you no, in. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not... No, thank you, but I'm good. Okay. And I, I do appreciate the offer. I, that I really would like, sounds like you want no, no part of it. No, I would like to cover it. I'd be very happy to cover it. We've raised over
0: $5 million for special needs kids, and before we hit one shot, I think we've raised over 300 grand, so we'll add another That's awesome. 100 or 150 that day and big uh, auction that night, so come on out.
1: Should be a lot of Cardinals there. they got nothing to do. No, I'm kidding, of course. Terrible. Uh, Dan, over the weekend, City... Beats Kansas City 4-0.
0: Four four I think it was 4-1. Or was, was it 4 nothing? Oh. It doesn't matter. They won by a big margin. I think it was 4 zip. Okay.
1: Clean sheet for Burke. I was, is going I was nuts. in an ambulance in Heron, Illinois, so okay. I'm not positive. But um, they but win then, the West. On Sunday, they got the results in It's so It's unbelievable if you stop and think about not just being an expansion team that's pretty good, the top spot of 14 teams. Can they win the whole thing?
0: I mean, I think you have to change your mindset now. And depending on how many home games you get in postseason play, to say that they've got a chance to do damage. And then at that point, who
1: knows? You're at home, so it's, it's a weird format. We've all had to learn the MLS. And I think the playoff format switch going into this year, first round is best of three. You host the first and third game, so that's a huge advantage. They're not that great on the road. And then after that, it becomes one-game elimination. They're going to be at home for any of those potential conference semifinal, conference final. If, 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 and you never know, they advanced all the way to the championship game, you just need Cincinnati to get knocked yeah. off on the other side. You could be, we're getting way ahead, you could be hosting a yeah. championship game. It's it, unbelievable, and it's, it's the great. same year where the Cardinals just did a nosedive. The new team, it's, I'm telling you, it's like the, the, the sporting gods just said, Let's move it up market this year. (laughs) Let's let them have all the fun. You guys sit this one out. And the Cardinal's like... Fair enough. (laughs) enough. Take some of the attention away. Uh, I can't wait for the baseball players. I'd love to see Baltimore do well. It's such a great franchise. I don't know much about that team, but I think it's exciting.
0: And Jackson Holiday was just named – it's Jackson, right? Yep. He was just named the, uh, I think, Baseball America top prospect or player of the year, I believe, in the minor leagues. So they have obviously another wave of talent coming through, which is incredible.
1: Uh, how about Buck Showalter basically announcing to reporters that he was getting fired, and he's saying we did meet this morning, and he said they gave me the option, you know, to resign. Basically, like I can resign instead of getting fired, and he's talking to the group and he said, "Look at you all, you are just so quick to tweet it, huh? You can't like you can't wait to be for any all first, like how impersonal it is, because we've all been there. Like everybody immediately, what he just announced he got fired, <laughs> you got to yeah. get it out." And it is a weird deal where he's in front of the group and you can almost, you couldn't see it, but you could feel the whole room, everybody on their phones. And he's like, really? That's all y'all worried about? (laughs) How come it it kind of bothers me at times and they say, okay,
0: this story has happened. And first report, it was Joe Blow. Now you're in first, you're in the media in in a side that is news. Is it really that important to put that out there? Because I I can't tell you... Or could uh, you wait 10 minutes? Not even that. I'm talking about just a story in general that everybody's going to get, but you're the first to report it. I cannot remember anybody that was the first to report it over the last five years. Now, I guess it's just respect for the profession and why they do that, but I just... You never go back and go, man, remember that trade five years ago? Joe Blow was the first reported. Susie Q had it first. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just nitpicking. I guess
1: in that room, so let's say you're a reporter for the New York Daily News and then sitting next to you, the guys, the Mets beat reporter for the New York Times, or they don't have sports, New York Post. You have followers, and I guess they have an obligation. You're in charge of giving them the news that happens. Let's say the New York Daily News guy says, I'm going to be personal with Buck, and I'm not going to be rude and get on my phone and me. The guy next to you tweets, show all fire, just announced it to the group. Now people read reading it like, oh, that guy's in the know, and you're not in the know. You would have to think that the Cardinals make
0: some changes not only with their team on the field, but maybe – uh coaches maybe front office who knows and that could come out today or the next couple of days too
1: i think it's going to be hard to roll back the exact exactly that's my point i mean they've already said ollie's stand put they've already said Mo stand put so what are you going to tell your crowd Okay, we realize we had some missteps here. Then, how are we going to fix it? Sure. Um, Is there redirect some people in the organization? I mean, whatever. You know, what's interesting is Izzy was in uniform a couple weeks ago, pregame, running around down there, just helping out, being around. I think that in Willie's great because he's been a a long time great Cardinal. But I think you could use. You know, I joked about Carpenter looking like he could pitch. People are saying bring him back as the pitching coach. I wouldn't rule it out. Any the, any the influence of any of those type of players. Again, I'm getting caught in the cardinal trap of nostalgia, but I think there's something there. There's some. I think Ollie needs some more veteran people. I know Stubby's been in the game a long time. I'm not dismissing the talents of the people around him, but I think they need a couple more veteran voices. I think a year ago, and I would say this to his face, at your disposal at any moment in a game, you had Mike Maddox who'd been around forever as a pitcher, as a coach. Whether he was into analytics enough or not, I don't care. He'd been around. Albert's there. Yachty's there. That's a wealth of experience. Yep. Not sitting next to him this year, and there are a lot it's of valid. moves that I would call questionable. I would li- I would like to see if you're bringing Ollie back. I think he needs some people around him who have been in the game for a long time. Yep. And and I don't know if that means Dusty Blake's not back as the pitching coach, or do you have somebody else next to him? I'm not sure, but I do think they're going to have to. Not just because they need too. to, but it's optics, correct. I think you have to sell people. You just you can't come back, Dan. You can't bring the, bring the same group back. It's Thank just you, not going to work. Joel, it's getting into work. some baseball. <laughs> Joel Bushbaum breaks down. Maybe that'll be our thing. Joel Bushbaum breaks down baseball. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the kind of, they don't hit at the right times. They just don't hit. Base is loaded. They can't come through. <laughs> I don't know where Dan's Bushbaum is going. Oh, this is fun. This yeah. is, you know, we're in the Pasta House studios. You can order food. When Libby's out of town, just go to PastaHouse.com. So much food. It'll feed the whole family. I'm going to order it one day for the family, for you guys. I'm gonna Why don't you it. bring it in on a morning? Well, I'd, I'd rather bring it to you at like 4 in the afternoon. That's fine. Kids are getting home. The food's fresh. PastaHouse.com. Order all your meals. Marie de Villa, Senior Living, corner of Clayton and Weidman Road. Always festive. And right now, tons of pumpkins. They've got the whole October feel going before we get into Christmas. Great spot for your retirement years. Marita Villa Senior Living, appliance discounters for all your appliance needs, and our buddy Jim Regner, the CEO at Triad Bank. Don't forget about
0: the family's jeweler for life, and that is Lordo's. Yeah, Jimmy, he's over there ready to help you out in the heart of Ledoux. That's uh, Lordo's Diamonds, so make sure you've got a special event. Go to Lordo's Diamonds. The Ascension Charity Classic, already selling tickets for next year. They've been a proud sponsor here on Scoops com And uh, Lou Fuse, Fuse Athletic. Go over to Fuse Athletic. Sign your kids up for a sport. They've got one of the best facilities in the area. And say hello to Randy Fuse. He's over there all the time, and uh, he can help you out with Fuse Athletic. And hey, don't forget,
1: your Missouri Tigers are five and zero oh, heading into LSU this week. We haven't touched upon Will, that. Well, when they beat LSU next week, we're going to lead. Boy. We're going to lead with Mizzou being six and zero, oh, buddy. What
0: kind of crowd? They're going to be sold out, I think, in Columbia. I think it's already sold out, but uh, that'll be a great atmosphere. And the lead up this week should be a great atmosphere too.
1: Yep, looking forward to it, Dan. This
0: has been a great talk for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early